Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Greg B, and this is chapter 47. We're getting so close to that 50 mark, we're only a few away. Um, but we start off chapter 47 with some breaking news. If I had a breaking news like like sound or whatever, it would be right there. But I don't, unless I do it in post, which I probably won't. So, But anyways, today... As I'm recording this is January 25th, 2018, and um, let me ask you a question. About 17 years ago, um, there was this thing that started. It lasted a few months, and then it was over and gone forever. You thought it was gone forever, but apparently in the 17 years since it's been gone, um, there's been a clamoring, and people have been rioting in the streets for its return and people have been, you know, doing everything they could to get it back. And yet, of course, is the XFL. You know what? No, I don't know anyone that wanted the XFL back. I didn't really even watch the XFL. I'm not quite sure why the XFL is coming back, but yes, that is what's happening. Vince McMahon just announced a little over an hour ago... Um, that the XFL is coming back in uh, 2020. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be quite as over the top as it was 18, or, you know, the announcement was 18 years ago and the league was 17 years ago. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that just goes with the times of of um, um, what was happening at the time, especially with the WWE connection, uh, you know, or WWF connection at the time. It was still WWF. And it was the Attitude Era, and everything was flashy, and you know, whatever, and and uh, sex sells, and attitude, and action, and violence, and everything like that. And that was kind of their point that time around. It was like, oh, the NFL's gotten boring, and you know, blah blah blah. Like, there's so many rules, and and it keeps it, you know, uh, tame, and and you know, this, that, and the other thing. And they're like, oh, we're going to take it in the other direction. And, of course, you know, it didn't work. Um, this time around, they're like, yeah, the NFL, there's too much politics. There's, It's too slow. Um, too many people got hurt. So it's a little more down. The, the extreme factor of the XFL is a little bit uh, downplayed. I'm not, still not sure what the X stands for. <laughs> but uh yeah so Vince McMahon announced 2020 the XFL is coming back it's gonna seemingly from what he said he didn't really say a lot in his press conference it was very vague and doesn't seem like there's a lot planned other than it's happening supposedly um you know it's two years two years instead of one year like they did last time so they got a little more time to plan it out um we'll see if it actually comes to fruition uh, you know, when you have things planned out for two years in advance as opposed to one year in advance, there's a lot more room for, you know, should we actually do this? Maybe maybe, maybe we shouldn't do this. Uh, and they might, you know, could not do it. Um, with that all said, um, the uh, plan that as he announced, um, there will be eight teams. They haven't announced any cities or anything yet. Uh, they will play a 10-game te- regular season. Followed by uh, four teams make the playoffs, and they'll two semifinals, and then the championship game. Um, Tommy Maddox uh, is slated to return, obviously, as the MV- rating MVP. <laughs> no, I have no idea where Tommy Maddox is these days. Um, he 
got replaced by Ben Roethlisberger on the Pittsburgh team in 2004, I think, and that was the last anyone heard of him. Um, he might have bounced down the league for all I know. I don't really remember. But yeah, the XFL. Wow, you know they did the twenty, uh, the the thirty for thirty last year about it, and I got pretty positive reviews. And I think people were kind of fascinated by the whole thing, but more in terms of like, yeah, how the hell did this even happen? As opposed to like, oh, they should bring this back. And of course, there was like one little like thing at the end where Vince kind of like looked in the camera and was like. Oh, who knows? It might come back. And here we are. I I forget when that even aired, but here we are, not even a year later, and it's it's announced it's back. You know, you know, and the rumors have been pretty pretty much circulating pretty heavily since last month when uh, Vince sold a hundred million dollars worth of shares or something like that, um, and started this new entity called the uh, Alpha Entertainment. and uh, apparently re, re-upped the trademarks for XFL and some of the team names and whatever. And people were like, okay, something's going on here. Uh, clearly football-related, seemingly. And as opposed to last time versus this time, there's no partner as far as I know. There's no NBC is not involved. At least not yet. So I don't think NBC was involved initially the last time around either, if I remember the, the 30 for 30 correctly i think vince was just like yeah we're gonna do football and then nbc was like yeah okay we'll do it with you because we don't have any football at the time they didn't um i could have that wrong i I don't totally remember the timeline on everything they may have already had that in place by the time they announced it but i know vince already had the idea um in his mind um but i'm pretty sure it was after he announced it but i regardless of any of that um it's just him as of now and it's alpha entertainment and it's separate from WWE, unlike last time where it was WWE. So it's separate. <laughs> Will it work this time around? I don't know. I don't think so. But, I mean, the Arena Football League's still around. The CFL's still around. Um, you know, if they do it if they do it in a certain way, it could work. I think one of the biggest ways they could do it, and honestly, I don't remember how it worked the first time around. And I don't know how they're going to do it this time around. And I don't know how it's going to work, but if they get kids from colleges earlier than NFL, you know, that that could be part of it. Um, You know, the money's not as good, obviously, for someone that might be in college. Um to uh you know come out through that i mean obviously you're not going to pay in the xfl what you get paid in the nfl um but um yeah i mean there could there could be a lot of those kind of fringe players that might decide hey you know college isn't really my way to go uh make money now um you know and just do that you know sort of like how some some basketball players go and play in Europe. If they don't have any like age limit dealies or whatever like that, they could you know get some of those players before they go to the NFL. Uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, honestly, the bigger names are gonna stay in college and go to the NFL. But you never know. 
You never know. I mean, Tom Brady was, you know, got drafted, you know, where he got drafted. He could have easily not got drafted or been in the XFL, you know, a year before that. Who knows? And you never know. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady is an extreme example of, of that sort of thing. But, you know, certainly a lot. there's a lot of players that may not think they could make it in the NFL that that decide to go to the XFL instead. And, um, you know. Nick Foles isn't your, isn't a quarterback starting in the Super Bowl, but we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> um, so let's let's take let's all right enough about the XFL. We'll find out more about that as it goes along. Um, will they have a team in New England? I don't know, but based on the fact that they're going to play start playing February, I guess seemingly I would say after the Super Bowl like they did last time, um, I would guess New England's not exactly ideal. I would say uh, probably more warm weather places uh, that can um, withstand games in, you know, February and in March and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they play till January at Gillette Stadium. So who knows? I don't know how it's going to work. Uh, it's also a question of where they'll play because, you know, honestly, I don't see many NFL teams being like, yeah, sure, come play your XFL games here. If, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't see that, but at the same time, it's like, okay, the Crafts own Gillette Stadium. It's not the NFL. They could be like, well, all right, the, you know, New England fighter jets. Yeah, that's a stupid name. New England, um, I don't know, New England, uh, wow, what would they even be called? Mm, I'm trying to think of a good name for an XFL team for New England. Um, I don't know, whatever. The New England Dogs. The New England Dogs are going to play in Gillette Stadium. It's like, okay, well, all right, the rent to rent out the building for those, you know, five games or whatever costs this much. If you're if you're Robert Kraft, why aren't you saying yeah yeah we'll we'll rent it out? No one's no one's doing anything at Gillette Stadium during February, March, and April or whatever. So why not? I mean, I guess you know the revolutions start usually what in April. So okay, so there's two more months of revenue that they could generate by having an XFL team. So yeah. Meanwhile, there's a team like a city like Oakland or San Diego or St. Louis that just lost their teams. They are going to lose their teams. To other stadium, other other uh, cities, they already have stadiums. I mean, they might not be the best stadiums because obviously the teams left them, but they're there. They're already things. There's no one in them. They could probably get you know rent pretty cheap to put your teams in there. You have a fan base that's looking for new for something to you know for a new team sort of. You know, those are those are places that would make sense. Orlando's another place because they have you know. You know the WWE loves the camping, uh, camping uh, world stadium or whatever it's called. Uh, which, by the way, the Pro Bowl will be there this weekend. Uh, you know they just did a whole bunch of renovations before they uh, had the WrestleMania there last year. So Orlando, I could definitely see them having a team. Um, I'd say Oakland and St. Louis and San Diego are definitely up on that list. Um, who knows where else? Probably New York because it's you know close to Vince or maybe Hartford maybe Hartford um who knows all right but that's 2020 that's still a ways away we still got a lot more information that we need to find out before we can really start diving into it but um 
Let's take you back to the last weekend where I attended my first ever UFC um, event, uh, UFC 220 at the Garden. Um, it was fun. Definitely a good time. Uh, we missed the first fight because it lasted less than a minute. Uh, we got there maybe a minute late and missed it, but uh, whatever. Preliminary, preliminary. Um, but it was fun. You know, Stipe, Miocic, uh, Daniel Cormier did their did what they I thought they would do and, and, and put on... Uh, uh, well, I would say did did what they needed to do. Uh, Daniel Cormier definitely put on a good fight. Stipe Miocic. Uh, well, you know the heavyweights. Heavyweights sometimes can be rough uh, in those five rounders. Uh, Francis Ngano came out swinging, and he was looking for the knockout punch and winded himself. And Stipe just trying to avoid it, winded him, took him down a few times, and that was pretty much it. Nothing. It was a little bit boring in the last couple rounds, but uh, yeah, Stipe. Uh, kept the titles. Daniel Cormier kept his title. The local guys all did well, which um, I unfortunately didn't bet on all the local guys. Well, not bet, but I didn't pick all the local guys, which I should have done a little more research on who the local guys were. Rob Font, though. Rob Font, my man. He did it. He got it done. Um, but yeah, overall, it was good. good uh, it's fun. Um, it was definitely a good, uh, good night. Um, late. Those things go late though, especially over here on the East Coast. Didn't get over to like one or something, quarter or one maybe. I forget exactly what time it was actually ended, but you know they, yeah, it was closer to it was closer to one I think. Yeah, I mean they, you know, I know what they try. I know they try to make it kind of a prime time event for, you know, the entire United States. So and a lot of these end up in Vegas too, so you really can't start them that early. Um. But yeah, that's that's a late night. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend going if UFC comes to your town. I mean, yes, this was a stacked card. It was UFC 220. I mean, if you get like a fight night and it's a bunch of, you know, eh, nobodies, maybe it's not as fun. But um, this was fun. And uh, hopefully, you know, if I come back, who knows when, I'll definitely check it out again. But yeah, so then the next night. The next day, we had the uh, AFC and NFC championship games, and got New England right. It was a close, close one, close one. They were down, they were down a lot, of, most of the game, but they came back and uh, put away the Jacksonville Jaguars, and moving on to their second Super Bowl in a row and eighth in the last, well, since two thousand two, I guess their eighth or two thousand one season. Whatever, it's Tom Brady eighth, Tom Brady's eighth Super Bowl. Uh, overall, it's the tenth for the Patriots, which I believe is the record. I'm not sure. It must be. I don't know who else would be close. Uh, I know Dallas went to a bunch, and Pittsburgh's gone to a bunch, but not ten. Not ten. Um. But they will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in a rematch of Super Bowl 39 uh, from 2005. Um. Yeah, the Eagles. You know. Although they were the home team, obviously they're missing their quarterback. Uh, that's where Nick Foles comes in, who could be playing for the XFL if this is two years from now. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they, you know, Minnesota came right out, scored a touchdown. It looked like they were going to roll, and then pitched, uh, uh, Philadelphia just came storming back and absolutely destroyed them. It wasn't really much of a game, and uh, we'll move on to the Super Bowl in a couple. Of uh, her week from Sunday at this point, um, in a rematch. Um, 
interestingly enough, that rematch is from the Super Bowl that was in Jacksonville. So, ah, however you want to put it. But that it does that does eliminate Minnesota, and means that there will not be a home team playing in or a team in the Super Bowl playing in their home stadium, even though technically they would have been their away team because the AFC was the home team this year. Uh, and the Patriots are the home team, but they've chosen to wear white because they were white last year. They were white two years ago or well, three years ago. And um, they both won those games. So they decided to keep the white thing, white, white tradition continuing. And I read a stat the other day that 13 of the last 14 teams that have worn white have won the Super Bowl. Um, and two of those times the Patriots didn't wear white, they lost. So. There you go. <laughs> um, and they might have been the one team in between. I'm trying to try that math on that. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Whatever. Regardless, uh, they're wearing whites, and they will be in the Super Bowl <laughs> a week from Sunday in uh, Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota, U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, and they will be playing the Eagles of Philadelphia. There you go. All right, so what else we got going on? We got tons of stuff going on this weekend. Uh, you know, they're kind of, you know, it's like, yeah, all right, well, no one wants to do anything up against the Super Bowl. And then after the Super Bowl, everyone's kind of like, yeah, all right, let's just take a break for a little bit. Um, so they're packing a ton of stuff to this weekend. Um, yeah, um, but we'll get to all that in a little bit. But what else is going on? I, um, I've still been thinking about doing the formatted dealy so i can kind of stay on track but you know, i haven't quite finalized that um but i mean the idea was mt wait what was it mtv no mtv that doesn't make any sense mtosw so movies television other sports and wrestling which I guess could be the name of the podcast at this point. But I know one man renegade podcast. That's what I am. I'm one man. I'm ready. So movies. Yes, I'm getting there. We next time the next episode, probably after this will be um, potentially the movie countdown or nah, there might be one in between there. Nah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Haven't haven't done it yet. Haven't decided yet. Haven't even finished watching movies yet. I'm trying to get to 60, but it might end up being 65 the way I'm going. I'm, up, I'm at 58. Eight, I believe right now or 57 57 or 58 and there's still like five or six more movies that I want to watch definitely want to watch um the Oscar nominations came out this week so you know I'm kind of looking at those movies being like all right which ones have I watched which ones kind of interest me and which ones do I have absolutely no interest in like Lady Bird okay I've heard it's good or whatever but I'm sorry it has I have no interest in seeing it like call me by my name or no, Call Me By Your Name, or whatever that is. That movie is. No, that doesn't interest me. Sorry. Um, but The Shape of the, of Water, I've seen it. Um, whatever else was nominated. I, I've seen a few of them. But there's a couple more, like The Post I haven't seen yet. Darkest Hour, I definitely want to see. I saw Dunkirk. Um, I've seen um, Three Billboards. So, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, I mean, I like to have somewhat of an idea of, of what the new movies are that are nominated. Because, you know, a lot of years, it's like, I'm not, no one's heard of any of these movies. No one's seen any of these movies. Why, why did they, why are they nominated? It's like, why aren't the movies that everyone saw and liked and went and saw again and multiple times and really liked up there? All these movies that like five people saw, it's like, oh, that was so brilliant. That should be nominated for an Oscar. Okay, it is. 
It's like, well, we're based off of what, you know? I mean, I'll get to into it more when we do the countdown or whatever. But there's just certain movies that I'm, you know, I'm. It's like, I don't understand why they can't be nominated. Like, they fit the criteria. They fit the, you know, you know, they're good movies. People actually saw them, and it's just like I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, every once in a while, you have, there's a movie that comes out that you know gets nominated and stuff, and kind of gets a big. You know, to do about it, and a lot of people saw like you know, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, that won a bunch of awards. Um, Titanic won some awards. You know, it's like a lot of people saw those movies. And not, I'm not saying they're good movies necessarily. I'm just giving examples because I've never seen Titanic. I mean, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, I liked. I thought it was way too long. I don't even know if it was the best Lord of the Rings movie, but it just happened to be the third one. They're like, yeah, all right, let's give it to that. And you know, it's about competition too. What else was out that year? You know. Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers might have had higher competition than Return of the King did, and it's, you know, it is what it is. But we'll get to more of that when we get to uh, the movie Countdown, which should start in a, in a couple weeks once I finish off the movies and then put my list together, which is probably the, the hardest part of the whole thing is putting the list together because it's like, I, I said this last time, I think, you know, I can pretty much pick my end, you know, the movies that were terrible and I can pick the movies that I really liked, but it's the ones in between where it's like, I don't know, should this be 28 or 32? It's like, eh, you know, it gets tough. It's like, but ultimately, you look at it, the movie, that's still on, or still on the list, and it's like, did I like it better than that one? Did I like it better than that one? Did I like it better than that one? Did I think it was better than that one? Okay, so here, there's where it is. But that could take some time when you've seen as many movies as I do. Um, but uh, it's very, you know... I enjoy movies. I like watching movies. It's fun. Um, but yeah. So there we go. There's movies. So television. All right. So interesting thing happened this week. There was, I kept on seeing the ads for it, but I didn't quite understand what it was. It was the Goldbergs, which I'm a fan of the Goldbergs. It kind of, you know, it's nostalgia at its best, whatever, but it's also a pretty funny show. Um, you know, they there was a 90s thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Goldbergs are set in the 80s. Isn't that your last episode that you go to the 90s? I mean, that's what happened in that 70s show. The last episode, it was New Year's Eve of 1980. And then it was 80. And then it was over. I know they did that 80s show, which is kind of where I'm going with this. But it was terrible. So, what this week's episode was, was a pilot that they had done uh, for you know, like a year ago, maybe, or not even a year ago. And it was supposed to, they were trying to get it picked up for this season and it didn't get picked up. It got passed on, but they had already filmed the pilot. So it was about the nineties. So it's basically after the Goldbergs are all graduated from high school. This is what the high school is about. So it's about, um, Tim Meadows character and like the janitor character, or not the janitor, the coach character mainly. And some of the other teachers are involved too. So, they filmed the episode, and then ABC was like, nah, no, nah, we're not interested. And they were like, well, we have this episode. What should we do with it? And then they were kind of like, well, let's just do it like as a special on 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 the, on the show. The back-end pilot idea that I've done with multiple other shows in the past. Even though they already know it was passed on, they're like, well, if it gets out there and people like it, maybe it could still get picked up. So that was the idea. I haven't really heard how it did. I haven't really heard the you know what the buzz is about it or whatever. Um, 
but that's what it was. But it was interesting because I was like, I was so confused by it, but I guess in the end, it kind of does make sense. You know, it's like you have this episode, you might as well do something with it. There's enough characters in it that it relates to the actual show. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Baskets is back for another season. It just started up, uh, I think it was Tuesday night. Uh, that's a funny show. Zach Galifianakis. Um, I didn't know if there was going to be a little, uh, f- there was going to be um, any uh, issues because Louis C.K. is involved, but I don't know if he's actually involved anymore um, with the show. I know he was like a producer at the first season, but I don't know if he's actually involved anymore. I think. I could be wrong, actually. But I think he was involved in it. I don't know. Either way, that show's back. But the guy that's involved in that show, one of the main guys that's involved in that show, also is involved in Portlandia, which also came back uh, last week. Uh, second episode airs tonight, and it's the last season. So check it out if you haven't. And go back and watch the old episodes. It's a pretty funny show. Sketch comedy. I think I may have talked about this last week. Um, but yeah, the first episode is good. You know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I've watched the first episode of Black Lightning. I haven't watched the second episode. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's not, I don't know. I, I gotta watch more of it. I've only seen one episode so far. And the pilots are always weird for those, those kind of shows. Uh, Flash, Supergirl, those are chucking along. Um, it's about it right now. Um, there's not much, much else on. Um, you know, Walking Dead comes back pretty soon. Um, that's really all I'm watching. Robot Chicken is still around doing its thing. Uh, what else am I watching? I guess that's it. The Wall is on. The TV, the NBC TV, the, the, whatever, uh, game show. The Wall with Chris Hardwick. Um, it's interesting. It's, I don't know. It's like Plinko versus, you know, and like, who wants to be a millionaire, sort of. I don't know, kind of combined, but. It's also kind of, it's also a little bit deal or no deal too. It's it's weird, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but anyways, what else are we? What else have we got? So that's TV. Now we go to other. Uh, what uh, what other things are happening? Hmm, can't really think of anything other that's going on right now. Um. Yeah, I got nothing. I talked about the Labo thing from Nintendo last week, I believe. Uh, video game-wise, music-wise. Oh, music-wise. Okay, here's a little story I heard the other day. Um, I didn't realize about it. Um, so, Radiohead is suing Lana Del Rey because she he they say her new song, um, which I don't remember the name of, um, hold on, let me, let me look it up real quick, but basically her, her song is kind of a ripoff of Creep, the, uh, radio, Radiohead song Creep, not, not Don't Tell Pilots Creep and not TLC Creep, but the Radiohead song Creep, and, um, so then there was some back and forth, they said they were suing her, or no, she said they were suing her, and then they were like, well, wait, who, we haven't done anything yet. We might, we might, but we haven't done anything yet. But then like she was saying, like she offered 40% and they wanted a hundred percent, blah, 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 blah. 
But the funny thing is, the whole thing that's like kind of, well, I don't want to say ironic, but uh, interesting, interesting, is that um, Radiohead actually got sued for Creep um, by uh, the band The Hollies that had a song. They said they stole a piece of their song um, for, for the radio, for Radiohead Creep, and they won and actually have writing credits on Creep, similar to how Tom Petty has writing credits. Writing credits on Stay With Me, which has been airing on some stupid commercial uh, for some Fox show. And every time it plays, I then have Won't Back Down stuck in my head. It's kind of funny. Um, And Won't Back Down actually was one of the guy's theme songs for UFC the other night, which was interesting. Um, Although there's some news that came out about him. Um, I guess he... uh, Broke his hip and was taking way too many paid medications. And that ultimately was what did him in. Um, Similar, I guess, to Prince and Michael Jackson, really. They both uh, overdosed on um, some pain meds because of injuries or whatever. Supposedly, whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Those guys are a little bit more out there than Tom Petty, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, It's an unfortunate uh, situation regardless of how it actually happened. Um, So, yeah. Um, Will Ferrell's hosting Saturday Night Live this week. I just wanted to point that out before we move on. Um, Should be good. I hope. I don't know. This cast's kind of not great. Um, But Will Ferrell's fantastic, and he'll bring back all your favorites, I'm assuming. Um Mark Jensen hopefully has a Groundhog Day holiday special. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know that's so obscure, but Mark Jensen's Family Christmas or whatever it was called. Family Christmas special where he's just spinning around. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> got The baby's got to have their delmans. Um, anyways, moving on. Any other others I can think of? Let's see. Um... No, no, no others that I can think of. So let's move on to sports. All right. Sports. Um, so I talked about UFC. I talked about the, the championship games. But I guess we'll just move into some of the predictions because there's a lot of sports things going on tonight. Or not tonight, but this weekend. Uh, we got a UFC uh, fight on Fox um, coming up. Um, there's the Pro Bowl on Sunday. And there's also the NHL All-Star Game. And it's interesting to note because typically in most recent years, since they moved the Pro Bowl to before the Super Bowl as opposed to when it was after the Super Bowl, um, they've generally speaking had the Pro Bowl and the NHL All-Star Game on the same night or the same day. But usually one of them was during the day and one of them was at night. Um, So not to interfere with each other. So you could watch one and then presumably read right into the other um but this year for whatever reason and i think part of the reason might be because they're both in florida so they want to have them on during the day i guess i I don't i don't quite understand um yeah they're both on at 3 30 i believe um let me just double check that yeah yeah so the nhl Uh, the NHL All-Star Game is Sunday at uh, 
And the Pro Bowl is um, also Sunday at... I don't know what channel the Pro Bowl is on. Is it on ESPN? Yeah, it's also... It's on at 3. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. that's They're all at the same time, which is just, to me, it's weird. But, you know, because when the game used to be in Hawaii, I feel like it always used to be at night. But it always used to be the week after the Super Bowl. And then uh, they've kind of gone back and forth ever since they moved it the week before. So sometimes it's where the Super Bowl is. Other times it's been um, in Hawaii... But uh, this year it's in Orlando, which I think it's been in Orlando for the last three years, I want to say now. So they kind of want to, I guess they want to play it during the day, which I guess makes sense. But for a reason, the NHL All-Star Games are also like, well, let's play it during the day. And that happens to be in Tampa this year. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a mystery, um, as it were. Um, the Bruins, by the way, speaking of NHL, are just rolling. They 17-game point streak going on. Um, which is crazy, but unfortunately, uh, Marshawn got a little, uh, um, elbow happy the other night and elbowed one of the players on the Devils and he's going to be out for five games. I don't know if that means he's going to miss the All-Star game. I didn't hear anything about that. I don't think so. I think it just means, I mean, obviously his, if he was suspended for the All-Star game, I wouldn't count towards, you know, the Bruins, but, but, um. You know, because he's suspended, I didn't know if he also had to miss the All-Star game. I don't think so. I don't think that's how it works. I mean, who was it in the, was it the, was the World Series where What's-His-Face said something and he's getting suspended, but it wasn't for the World Series. He's not going to happen until next season, which is a weird thing to do. Um, and I forget who was what and what he said, something something racist i believe if i remember correctly and whatever but regardless of any of that um so all right i'm gonna make some predictions for the pro bowl how about that for the pro bowl you got the um so it's also weird because since they moved the pro bowl to um before the super bowl the teams that are in the super bowl don't they don't like the guys that are in the super bowl obviously aren't gonna play in the pro bowl um, so that's obviously weird because Tom Brady was obviously named to the Pro Bowl, um, but will not be playing. Um, so there is back to AFC and NFC um, because they they did a couple years similar to how you in the NBA All-Star game this year and how they did the NHL game a few times where they kind of had captains and the captains would draft teams and then they'd have do it like that which by the way they're not airing the draft for the NBA team which to me it's like that's the whole that's the fun of it that's the whole point of it why would you why would you have this draft system and not air the draft the NHL did then NFL did so why wouldn't the NBA it just seems dumb um you're missing an opportunity that's that's money you're just throwing money out the window um okay so Now, I have the rosters here, and, and there's the rosters that were the rosters, but then there's also the rosters of guys that are going to be playing because other guys aren't going to be playing, if that makes any sense. So it's a little confusing. So, like, for instance, Tom Brady was the starter. He's not playing. Res- re- the reserves were Roethlisberger and Rivers, 
and then the alternates were David Carr and Alex Smith. So I don't know who was actually even playing. Um, then you have running backs, you have Bell, Le'Veon Bell, Deshaun McCoy, Kareem Hunt. They're all playing. Uh, fullback was James Devlin. Obviously, he can't play, so Roosevelt Nix is in. Um, wide receiver, uh, Hopkins and Brown, Keenan Allen and A.J. Green. But then you have alternates of Hill and Landry. So I don't know if... I, I'm guessing Brown's not playing because he was hurt. And Green, I probably not... Maybe he's not playing because I know he was hurt. So I don't, I don't know... Again, I don't know who's actually playing. Travis Kelsey was starting tight end. Uh, Bronkowski was the reserve. He's obviously not playing because he's in the Super Bowl. But he also might not play in that because he's hurt. <laughs> with a concussion. Hopefully he will play. But either way, he wouldn't have been playing in this game. Um, and the backups or Delaney Walker and Jack Doyle. So, again, I don't know who's actually playing. Uh, starters, uh, whatever. Uh, Taylor, Lewind, Alejandro Villanueva for the tackles. Donald Penn was the reserve, but Russell Okung is an alter- alternate. Uh, guard, you have D- uh, David DeCastro and DeLecci Ozimeli and Richie Incognito. Uh, as your reserve, and then uh, center Marcus Pouncey with Rodney Hudson from Oakland as your reserve. Cool. You know what? I'm not going to go through all this. I don't really care because I don't know who's actually playing. That's the problem. A bunch of these guys are, you know, not playing. Um. So whatever. All right. So <laughs> AFC versus NFC. I mean, obviously, as a Patriot fan, I'm an AFC guy, so I kind of have to go with the AFC, but at the same time, none of the Patriots are playing, so I kind of don't like any of these other guys because they're on the AFC and I play against the Patriots, so it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit uh, confusing in that regard. So, but ultimately, I guess I'm going to go. With, no, I'm going to go with the NFC. I'm going to go with the NFC because I think overall, I think the NFC was a better conference this year. Now, whether that translate to the Pro Bowl, I have no friggin' clue. But because uh, again, I don't, I don't really know who's playing. <laughs> But yeah, we'll go with it. Go with the NFC. Um, I'd pick an MVP for the game, but honestly, I don't care. All right, so now let's switch back over to NHL All Star Game, which uh, will be taking place in Tampa. Keep that in mind when I tell you the teams, because it's important to know, um, given both the location and the team. Because no, let's let's not pull pull hairs here. But the Tampa Bay Lightning are the best team in the league right now. Now, the second best team is actually the Vegas Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights, my apologies. Um, which is just confusing as hell, all hell. Uh, given that they were an expansion team just kind of put together by draft picks and, and uh, you know, expansion draft and free agents. And it's just like, huh. Well, okay. Okay. Sure. Um, and they currently are sitting atop the uh, Pacific Division with 68 points, one point behind Tampa. So, yeah, that's weird. All right, so the NHL All-Star game is a bit awkward. Once they moved to the, the four divisions, they and they kind of like were like, well, what do we do with the All-Star game now? You still have the East and you still have the West, but they're kind of like separated by division, and it's, it's weird. And then they came up with the whole three-on-three thing for overtime. They're like, well, what if the whole game was three-on-three? That'd be interesting. So what they do now, if you're not familiar, 
um, is um, what? Wait, I'm I'm confused by this. Uh, all right, hold on. So, all right, so what they do now is they have three on three mini games. So basically, instead of having three periods of one game, they have three periods that are all one game. That that didn't make any sense, or did it make sense? So each period is a game in a sense. So you have the first game, which is the Atlantic Division versus the Metropolitan Division. Then you have the second game, which is the Central Division versus the Pacific Division. Then the winner of those two games play in the third game. So, um, the Atlantic Division is comprised of um, Alexander Barkov from the Floridas. The Floridas. The Floridas. The Floridas. The Panthers. uh, Jack Eichel from the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Nikita Kokorov uh, from Tampa Lightning, Brad Marchand from the Boston Bruins, um, Austin Matthews from the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Stephen Stamkos from the Lightning, who's the captain of the team, Mike Green of Detroit Red Wings, Victor Hedberg of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Eric Carlson from the Ottawa Senators, Carey Price from the Canadians, and Andre Velas. Valisvsky, I think that's how you say it, from the, say it with me, Tampa Bay Lightning. And the head coach is John Cooper from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so you kind of notice there's a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning in there because the game, well, like I said, the team's good. So that's why the coach is there. And obviously I've been a couple of players in there. But, um, yeah, it's in Tampa too. So, yeah. But you would notice that there's no other team that has more than one player i don't believe (laughs) and every team has to have one player so that that's problematic when you have someone like carrie price who's probably not having that great of a year but of the canadians is probably the best canadian to pick and someone like tuka rask is not on the team when he's leading the league in like three or the four goalie categories which boggles the mind but fine he was injured for a bit in the beginning of the season didn't have a great start so all right all right now here's an interesting thing that i'm reading um no i guess we'll save that for a minute um does this have the see this doesn't have the uh the updates i don't think i don't i guess maybe there's only one like, there's no injuries or anything like that? Um, I don't know. Anyways. Um, Alright, so the Metropolitan Division is made up of Josh Bailey from the New York Islanders, Sidney Crosby, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Claude Giroux, the Philadelphia Flyers, Taylor Hall, the New, York, the New Jersey Devils, Alexander Ovechkin from the Capitals, who's the captain, uh, John Tavares of the Islanders, Noah Hamathan from the Hurricanes, uh, the Carol- Carolina Hurricanes, Seth Jones from the Columbus Blue Jackets, Chris Letang from the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, Brandon Holpe of the Capitals, and Henrik Lundqvist from the Rangers, and Barry Trotz of the Capitals is the head coach. Um, so yeah, that one's a pretty... That's more mixed. There's a couple of Islanders, there's a couple of Penguins, there's a few Capitals, um, a couple of Capitals. Um, yeah, it's a little bit more diverse than the Atlantic Division team, which not necessarily a good thing. I mean, the Tampa guys know how to play with each other, right? 
And you assume the starting lineup's going to be all Tampa guys. Um, the three Tampa guys, um, the skaters, and then the goalie. Um, but who knows? All right, then we'll move over to the Western Conference. you got the Central Division team, which is uh, Patrick Kane from the Blackhawks, uh, Nathan McKinnon from the Avalanche, Braden Shen from the Blues, Tyler Sagan from the Stars, Eric Stahl from the Wild, uh, Blake Wheeler from the Jets, John Klingberg from the Stars, Alex Alex Pytrangelo. I don't know how you say it. From the Blues, P.K. Subban from the Predators, who is the captain, uh, Connor Hellebuck from the Jets, and Pika Rennie. Yeah, I can't talk today. From the Predators. Also, Peter Laviolette is the um, head coach from the Predators. Uh, and then we got the Pacific Division, um, where we got Brock Broser from the Vancouver Canucks, which I believe he is the only rookie that was uh, selected. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, Johnny. Johnny uh, Gurdo from the Flames, Anze Kopitar from the Kings, Connor McDavid from the Oilers, James Mc- James Neal from the Knights, um, the Golden Knights, excuse me, uh, Richard Raquel from the Anaheim Ducks, Brent Burns from the Sharks, Drew Doughty from the Kings, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson from the Coyotes, Mark Andre Fleury from the Knights, Golden Knights, and uh, Jonathan Quick from the Kings, but. Under a week prior to the game, so today, tomorrow, yesterday, I don't know, uh, Jonathan Quick of the Kings elected to not accept the invitation. As a consequence, he will be suspended for one game, and Mike Smith, the the Flames, will join Marc-Andre Fleury as the goalies for the Pacific Division. Now, that's interesting that he gets suspended for not going, because I don't know of any other league that would suspend a guy for not going to the All-Star game. I feel like it happens all the time, especially with the Pro Bowl. Um, but even like the, even in the MLB All-Star game, which was becoming a big of an issue with uh, pitchers not going or guys going and then being like, eh, I don't really want to play. And then they ran out of players and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, getting suspended one game doesn't really matter as much for a goalie because, you know, they have the backup. So he'll just play that game. Kind of like, you know, when they suspend starters for like six games it's just so they miss one start it's not not really like six games um but i mean he'll lose money right gets suspended um yeah it's interesting all right so who do i got all right i'm landing division guy i guess because of the bruins but you know again like i said with the pro bowl not really because those are the teams you don't you kind of (laughs) hate but there is a bruin on the team marshawn i think Unless he can't play because he's suspended. I don't think that's how it works. But, I mean, should they have had more? Probably. If it wasn't in Tampa, would they have had more? Probably. But it's in Tampa, so they have four. Yeah. Did that rhyme? Sort of. <laughs> All right. But I'm going to go with Atlantic Division. Um, in that first game. I, uh, I, think they'll, I think they'll get it done. Um, all right, and then I think I'm going to go with Pacific Division in the uh, second game. And then for the finals, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to keep with Atlantic. There you go. Again, I'd pick an MVP, but I don't care. 
All right, so there we go. That's 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 how we do it for sports. I'm gonna save one little piece of sports for the end because well, actually, well, I guess UFC is sports. So, but I'm gonna save the um, the big game for the end. All right, so let's move on to UFC on Fox 47, I think it is, or whatever. Um, it's uh, Ronaldo Sousa versus Derek Brunson. Um, so this one is weird because it was supposed to be, um, it was, wait, I'm confused. Um, I'm... Huh. Okay. Yeah. This 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 is weird because it says something different. Wait. What happened? Okay. So I I, I don't know how to read this because. Oh, I'm all right. I'm confused. I'm reading the I'm reading the title and it doesn't match with what the fighters are. And I didn't realize that the title has his nickname, not the fight. Then the thing has his real name, and I'm like, wait, who's that guy? So, Ronaldo Suzu, who's called Jakare, it's like cyborg thing, that that's what, that would throw me off. I'm like, wait, I don't understand this. Is uh, playing Derek Brunson, playing, fighting Derek Brunson too. So, they fought before, uh, it was a rematch, um, they met in, apparently met previously in August of 2012 under Strikeforce banner, so does that really count? I mean, I guess, but it's not, it's our first UFC fight, um, Let's see how, let's, I don't even know what happened in that fight. Let's see. Um, blah, 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 August 2012. Um, all right, so Ronaldo Suzar Jakari, as he's like to be called, apparently, um, won. See, you know, there's some of this stuff I just don't know. I mean, I follow UFC as much as I like to, and then there's just stuff I just, I'm not a huge, huge, huge MMA fan. I like it, and I watch it from time to time. Um, this one's going to be tough to watch because there's so much other stuff going on on Saturday night, um, including the NHL skills competition. There's also the, um, the, um, no, there's others. Well, there's NXT TakeOver, which we'll get to in a minute. And there's also a big game between the Celtics and the, um, Golden State Warriors. So, it's going to, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um. But anyways, um, all right. So sorry. Let's let's get back to the card. So there's a preliminary card, which is on UFC Fight Pass. There's Austin. There's a featherweight battle between Austin Arnett and Corey Sanda Sandhagen. Uh, I'm gonna go with Austin Arnett. Um, next up, we have a welterweight. Uh, Battle between Nico Price and George Sullivan. I'm going to take George Sullivan. And this is all taking place Saturday night. Um, those those two are on the fight path. Check it out. Um, this is taking place in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Spectrum Center. Um, I don't know if they're still having those weird issues... 
in Charlotte because I know like they moved the NBA All Star game from there for because they're some of their laws or whatever. I don't. I guess the UFC there just doesn't care or they've resolved those or I don't know. Kind of lost track of that stuff. You know, it's everyone's mad about it for a minute and then something else happens and everyone's mad about that. Then they move on to the next thing they're mad about. Um, All right, next up, we have the preliminary card, which is on Fox Sports 1. And just a note, if you have Xfinity, uh, and in the Boston area specifically, FS1, no, FS2 we get now. So if there's FS1 and FS2, finally we get FS2. We didn't for the longest time get FS2, but now we do. So if there's any weird stuff on FS2 that you didn't think you could watch, you can check your local listings. Um, so all, all right. So moving on to the preliminary card F, uh, on FS1. So it doesn't really apply here, but still, um, there's a lightweight battle between Vink Bakel and Joachim Silva. I mean, I mean when push comes to shove, yeah, when push comes to shove, you just got to go with the silver, right? Even if his name is Joachim or Joaquim or however it's pronounced. All right, next up we have a women's flyweight battle between Justine Kish and Ji Yong Kim. Um, let me go with Ji Yong Kim. Uh, next up, um, we have a women's strawweight battle between Random Marcos and Juliana Lima. I'm going to go with Random Marcos. Alright, next up we have a women's flyweight battle between uh, between um, Caitlin Chukagin and Mara Romeo Borella. I'm going to go with Mari- Mara Ro- Romeo Borella. Alright, next up they have a featherweight battle between Mersad Bektik and Jodo Fredo Pepe. Oh, Jodo Fredo Pepe. I remember him from before. I'm going to go with him because I like the name. Alright, so just uh, just a little FYI on these. Um, because they um, because this isn't a pay-per-view and it's on Fox, I believe this all starts earlier than normal. So like normally like the so when we got there, uh, so initially when we got the tickets last week, they said six fifteen, and there was supposed to be thirteen fights. You know, they 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 base everything off of thirteen fights usually. There was only twelve announced and one got canceled, so it ended up only being eleven fights. Uh, so after they knew that, they moved up the card to start at seven. We got in there like seven fifteen. The first might, you know, those the first fight had already started. The first two were on the fight pass or whatever. So. Generally speaking, a fight pass starts like an hour earlier than the prelims start because the prelims are on Fox or FS1 at 8 and then the pay-per-view is at 10. So looking at my uh, handy-dandy Xfinity um, guide, I can tell you that the prelims for this um, event start at, I want to say, 7. And it might even be 6. And it might even be 5 for all I know. Um... Well, the prelims on the on FS1. So that would mean, yeah. So the prelims actually start at five for for um uh, this uh, encounter, 
they go from five to eight, and then then uh, Fox is on at eight. Um, so the prelim prelims, the fight card prelims, I guess start at four. Wow, that's early. That's crazy how early that is. Um, so yeah, um, let's see. Yeah, so then the yeah, so then the um, the fight on Fox is eight to ten. Because they, they do it a little different because there's usually only four fights on Fox as opposed to five on a pay-per-view. And then they'll do more on the on the on the prelims. So that's why that's three hours and not um not the normal two. Uh alright, let's keep let's keep going. Let's keep mom moving. Um we got a featherweight battle. Uh hold on, no, sorry. Ah, come on. We have a a lightweight battle between Bobby Green and Eric Koch. Um, or Cook, maybe? Cock, Koch, Koch, Cook, something like that. Um, that's the final fight of the preliminary card in FS1. I'm going to go with Bobby Green. And then moving along, we have the, uh, main card on Fox. Um, check your local listings for your Fox affiliate. (laughs) But yeah, that starts at 8. Um, we have a welterweight battle between Drew Dauber and Frank Camacho. I'm going to go with Drew Dauber. Uh, next up, we have a lightweight battle between Jordan uh, Rinaldi and Gregor Gillespie. Go Gregor Gillespie. Uh, next up, we have um, a featherweight battle between Dennis Bermudez and Andrew Phil. Philly. Andrew Philly. Well, I can't go with anything named Philly at this point, right? I mean, that'd be, I mean, it's not spelled the same. I don't even know if that's how it's pronounced. It's called F-I-L-I. I mean, I guess that's Philly, so I'm going to go with Dennis Bermudez. Um, and then finally, in the main event of the evening, um, we got Jacare. Ja- 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 that's his nickname. His name is Ronaldo Souza, taking on Derek Brunson for the second time. Jacare won the first one. Who will win the second one? I'm gonna go with Brunson. It's been, you know, f- five and a half years. Brunson's, you know, has been upset about the loss, so um, I think uh, he'll uh, he'll take it and they'll set up the third fight for a UFC pay per view down the line. If it's good, if it's good. And there we go. That's UFC on Fox coming at you Saturday night. Check it out. Um, all right. So now we'll move on to the W and wrestling. Um, so before we move on to making the predictions for this weekend's events, which is NEC TakeOver, Philadelphia. Again, Philadelphia. And um, the Royal Rumble, which is also in Philadelphia. Um, yikes. They just got a Royal Rumble three years ago. It's kind of BS, but whatever. Uh, and they also, um, they haven't announced it officially, I don't think, but the rumor is going around that the next year's Royal Rumble will be in in Arizona at the Chase Bank Field, um, where the Arizona Diamondbacks play. So that will be interesting. And a baseball field will be the first time that the uh, Royal Rumble will take place in in like a venue other than an arena, other than the Alamo Dome, 
which has happened, happened twice, happened last year and then in, uh, in 97. Um, so that's a bit ambitious of them, I would say. But I think the Royal Rumble is big enough to handle that these days. I mean, I don't know what the attendance numbers were last year for the Alma. I think they were good, but they weren't as good, supposedly weren't as good as 97. But they always flubbed the numbers, so it's tough to tell. Um, plus, they had a big stage versus 97. They really didn't. So that always factors into. Um, but anyways, before we get to all that, uh, there was a big event. This past Monday, Raw 25, I talked about it last week, and um, it was, it was what they, I mean, it was what they, uh, you know, announced. Virtually everyone that was announced was there. The only guys that I didn't notice was Sergeant Slaughter. I don't remember seeing Sergeant Slaughter, even though he was announced, and Kevin Nash had to back out because of his knee injury or something. I, I forget exactly. Basically, he just had surgery and couldn't fly. So he couldn't get to New York. Uh, but my biggest concern going in was probably the biggest issue. It was the dual um, venues, the simulcast. Because ultimately, it seemed like 80% of the show that aired was happening at the Barclays. And like they just randomly went for random things at the... Manhattan Center and I guess that was an issue and like I said I didn't know what they would do in between when something was going on the other and they really didn't do anything they just showed the event they kind of tried to like you know <laughs> they you know appease the Manhattan crowd by having a couple of cruiserweight matches during the commercials but like I don't know man I just it just seemed like it was a waste like why even bother doing that and the other thing was there was a lot of guys that just they were they were there but they just did backstage segments like Jericho. It's like really you just gonna have Jericho have a, come there and just do a backstage segment and that's it. He's one of the hottest stars in wrestling right now based off of what just happened in Wrestle Kingdom. Like maybe he's under an obligation and he can't wrestle. I get that. Maybe not have a match, but you can't put him out in front of the crowd. Um, I mean the coolest thing that probably happened was the first thing that happened was Vince and Austin, but that was at the Barclays. It was like weird. You're like, wouldn't Vince be at the Manhattan Center? It seemed like it would make more sense. There were a couple guys that were at both, I guess. Ric Flair. Well, here's the thing. Ric Flair showed up after the show at the Manhattan Center. I think the thing... Well, I don't know. I don't know how it worked because they they were done at the Manhattan Center and they went back to Barclays, but I guess stuff was still happening at the Manhattan Center. So, like, The Miz won the title... Intercontinental spoiler. Well, not really spoiler. It happened, but the Miz won the Intercontinental against Miz, which I mean against Roman Reigns, which I wasn't really totally surprised by that. Um, but you know, something big happening in Raw twenty five, it kind of works and takes the title off of Roman, so we can focus on the Royal Rumble and blah blah blah. But he then drove over to the Manhattan Center and then was bragging about it in the Manhattan Center. Ric Flair showed up and was in a backstage segment at the Barclays. So easily that could have been filmed earlier because then he showed up at the Manhattan Center too. Um, but overall, it, you know, it was what it was. You know, you know, they announced all these guys coming back, but what did you expect them to do? The only things that were really intriguing to see what would happen was Undertaker, who came out and did a promo, which was very vague and con- confusing and no one knows what it means. And uh, and uh, Chris Jericho, who ended up just doing a backstage segment. So I was like, all right. I mean, 
my other issue, biggest issue with the show, other than that, you know, and it's like, well, what are, what are you going to what, what what are you expecting to happen? Are you expecting Hall to come out and like wrestle? Like he's not he's not going to wrestle. If you, I mean, a bunch of these guys, if you expect them to come out and wrestle, like, they're not going to. I mean, they could, but it's like, even if they did, it's like, what's the point? I mean, some of them came out and did their finishers or whatever, um, or did something. Like, the Dudleys put a guy through the table. It's like, all right, that's cool. Did you really need them to come out and, like, fight, you know, have a match against somebody? I, I don't know. Um, and the other thing was, is everyone that they announced showed up and was there, for the most part. There weren't any surprises, but it's like they announced so many people. It's like, well, who would have been a surprise at that point? CM Punk and Hulk Hogan, right? Well, they're not coming. I mean, yeah, The Rock would have been cool if he showed up, and you know, there's other people, Batista, and I mean, the guy that wasn't there that a lot of people pointed out didn't make any sense was Randy Orton. It's like, yeah, Randy Orton was on Raw a lot. Why wouldn't he have been there? Considering there was Ada Styles there, the New Day, and Usos, albeit they were all backstage segments. So maybe they weren't actually there. Maybe they came and stopped by and did a backstage segment and then took off. Don't know. Um, but um, I guess the other thing that was kind of wasted, let's say, was they had Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy. Now, I, I know they've been doing it on house shows. They did it on the 204 Live Tour. Um but they kind of they hadn't done it on TV yet, and they kind of just blew it off. Um, Bray Wyatt won in you know five minute match, and that was it. It's like oh okay, so that's it. We're done. Is this this thing over then? Who knows? I mean, they both be in the rumble. We'll see what happens. But um, I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing I would have done if I was them, and you know, this is obviously backseat booking and and all that, but. Alright, so the issue with the show beyond that stuff was it's your Raw 25, you're having this big anniversary, you're bringing back all these stars and whatever, it's nostalgia this, nostalgia that. But at the same time, it's the go-home Raw for the Royal Rumble, which is your second biggest pay-per-view, maybe? Maybe third, depending SummerSlam, you know? Uh, second or third biggest pay-per-view. Um, and it's your go-home show. You want to sell the Royal Rumble, but meanwhile you have all these guys that aren't going to be in the Royal Rumble taking up all your time. And that's the problem. And I think the issue here would would have been, and they could have done this, it should have been two separate shows. should have been one venue, two separate shows. They should have done the Manhattan Center thing a couple weeks ago, and then done the Go Home show. Didn't need to be at the Barclays in that case, but whatever. For, for, for um, this issue was and i you know if you do the do the math on it and the timing of it you know raw actual anniversary was the 11th that's a thursday so they're not going to do a raw on a thursday even though they have done raws on thursdays it doesn't really make a ton of sense so you could it on the 8th problem with the 8th was they had the national championship game on espn um tough to go up against that it was it did monster numbers raw you know did okay against it but you know, it's tough to go against that. Well, they could have done it last week. It's Martin Luther King Day. It's a it's a holiday. Typically, numbers viewers are down on holidays. Regardless, you know, maybe not so much on Martin Luther King as opposed to like Fourth of July or Christmas. But they, you know, but <laughs> or whatever. But still, the numbers going to be down. 
because people travel and whatever. So fine, I get that. Um, so I guess they really didn't have a choice because then you, you, you know, you do it next week maybe. Well, no, you have to follow up for the Royal Rumble. Now you're going to WrestleMania. It's like, there's no time for this stuff now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. You know, if it was me, I would have done it the first week of January. Kind of coincide with the beginning of Raw. Done it all at the Manhattan Center. One show. So you'd have the Royal Rumble go home its own thing. But yes, I get the TV issues and whatever and going up against competition and all that. But whatever. Overall, it was cool to see some of the guys and, and whatnot. It was definitely cool to see the setup in Manhattan Center again. Been a long time. Um, nostalgia. Member berries, you know, that whole thing. But all right, let's let's move on. Let's get to it. Let's go to TakeOver. Um, and there's another big piece of news, but I'll get to that. Um, actually, let's just get to it now because it happened at Raw 25. So, um, Enzo Amari, your cruiserweight champion, is fired. He got fired. So, rumors started coming out. Over the week, I don't know if it was the weekend or it was Monday or whatever happened. Um, I don't, I don't know the timeline exactly, but this woman that um, was accusing um, Enzo of raping her back in October came out and on Twitter and TMZ and whatever, and kind of made it clear that yes, this she had filed blah 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 with the police and there was an investigation ongoing and, and everything like this. It has been going going since October and who I don't know where that is. No one seems to know where that like is in the investigations and all that. But it became public knowledge. It was out there. All of a sudden now this is a thing that WWE has to deal with. So when Enzo showed up to the Barclays on Monday, they're like, yeah, you didn't tell us this. What the hell, man? Like you're suspended and they guess they would have suspended him regardless just until the investigation and all that stuff. You know, not to say that he's guilty or anything, but just be like, all right, you know, there's obviously this investigation going on. Like, we don't, we can't really have you on TV, especially, you know, if you end up being guilty um, or whatever. And then, so they suspended him right before Raw 25. And then the next day they fired him. And I guess the reasoning why they fired him wasn't because he's guilty. There hasn't been anything done yet. He hasn't been, you know... Nothing's happened on that front. But because he knew about it and didn't tell them, which, yeah, that's pretty big, big issue. Um, so they're like, yeah, we can't have that. So he's suspended. He's gone. They uh, vacated the Cruiserweight title. They announced there's going to be a new commissioner on 205 Live, and he's going to announce what's going to happen with the um, the title. So that has ramifications for Royal Rumble. We'll get that in a little bit because first we have NXT TakeOver happening uh, Saturday night from the Wells Fargo Center at the uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, there's five matches scheduled. Um, let's get to it. Um, so, and a match just announced this week. Uh, we have Cassius, Cassius Ono taking on Velveteen Dream. Now, this one's interesting because there's really no backstory here. I actually thought the fifth match was going to be Roderick Strong versus Lars Sullivan because they kind of teased that last week on NXT. Really, there's no, nothing here. Uh, the, the Velveteen Dream was supposed to fight Cassius Ono in the tournament to determine the number one contender, uh, but he was hurt 
from his match with Aleister Black. And then um, Johnny Gagano took his spot. And then they had a rematch on NXT last night. Or not a rematch, but they had a match on NXT last night. And the winner would go on to get the title match. And Johnny Gagano won. So Velveteen Dream was kind of, there's nothing going on. So they just threw together this match. So with that said, I think Velveteen Dream, which they seem to be pushing uh, since his last match was really good at uh, the last takeover. Um, I think, yeah, I I think they're going to push him. Um, next up we have the, um, tag titles, the NXT Tag Team Champions, which are now Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, they, the Undisputed Era, they beat Insanity a few weeks ago to capture the titles, um, and they are defending against the Authors of Pain, Occam, and Razar, 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 Razor? With Paul Allen as their manager. Um, I don't see the Undisputed Era losing them this quickly. I also kind of maybe think the Authors of Pain are on their way to uh, WWE. Um, moving on up, as it were. Uh, War Machine is apparently on their way to NXT. So they kind of slide into that spot for now. Uh, that the Authors of Pain will be kind of moving out of. Uh, so I think the Undisputed Era will... Keep the titles. Uh, next up, we have the women's bout. Amber Moon uh, taking on Shauna ba- Baszler. Baszler? Baszler. Baszler. Sh- Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Wow, I really can't talk today. Shayna Baszler, uh, who they just straight shotted right to a title match, which is kind of interesting. I mean, obviously, she was in the uh, Mae Young Classic and lost in the finals to Kyrie Zane. Um, Kyrie Zane? Kyrie Zane? Kyrie Zane. And... Um, you know, then she kind of wasn't around. Kyrie Zane got her title shot at the in the four way, um, the last NXT takeover, and you know Baszler was kind of not, not not around. And then all of a sudden she showed up and started choking people out. And Ramoon's like, "No, I'll fight you." And she's like, "I'll I'll only fight you if you put the title on the line at NXT takeover." So yeah, it's pretty. It's fast. They're fast tracking her, and I think that means she's gonna win. I think they're fast tracking her to win. You know, kind of shock shockingly. You know whatever but they seem to be very high on her and wouldn't help i wouldn't hurt uh in their recruitment of uh possibly bringing in ronda rousey but we'll get to that in a minute um all right next up we have an extreme rules match because they're in philadelphia and near the home of uh, ecw and extreme rules and blah 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 Yes, of course. Why not? Uh, Adam Cole will be taking on Aleister Black. Aleister Black um, has beaten all three of the Undisputed Era, which was interesting. I mean, because Bobby Fish first came in, and then Kyle O'Reilly came in. Just kind of single shots. They fought both fought Aleister Black. He beat them. And then they came back with Adam Cole. And then Adam Cole fought him in the uh, tournament thing to determine the number one tetter and won. Uh, which again, interesting given what they've, you know, coming off the war games and the undisputed era and Adam Cole and all that seemed to be getting pushed to the moon. And then he loses to Aleister Black, which was weird, but it set up Adam Cole, then costing Aleister Black the four-way match, um, to lose the title opportunity, which 
set up this match between Adam Cole and Aleister Black in an Extreme Rules matchup. I gotta imagine Adam Cole wins because I still think they're pushing him, but I don't know. It could be tough. Could be tough, but I think Adam Cole will win somehow. Chicanery. It's an Extreme Rules match. That doesn't. That means uh, Undisputed Era will get involved. Probably means Sanity's gonna get involved too. I'd imagine. So it could be a, could be a lot of craziness going on, but I think Adam Cole will end up victorious. Sort of similar to how he, the War Games ended, in my mind. I think that's going to happen. Um, and then finally, in the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship, we have Andre Cien, Andrade Cien almost defending against Johnny Gano. Obviously, Selena Vega will be in Almost's corner. Um, you know, I don't quite understand why they gave him the title. His character really isn't all that interesting. I mean, adding Selena Vega was interesting, but obviously, honestly, she's more interesting than he is. And I don't think that's enough to give him the title. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is rumored to be on his way back. Obviously, that's going to set up something with him and Gargano, but I don't know if that's going to happen quite away. And if it does, if it's for the title, I mean, I could see two of things happening. Either I could see Gargano, Ciampa costing Gargano the match and Cien Almas keeping it. That seems that seems legitimate. Or Gargano wins a match and then in... Kevin Owens-like fashion, um, he attacks him after the match. Or he might not be ready yet, and that might happen in a month from now. I don't know. But I, I think Johnny Johnny, I think Johnny Gargano is going to win. I think so. I think he's going to win. I didn't say anything. Okay. Yeah, what? I, Echo, Alexa, whatever. All right. Okay, stop. I wasn't even talking to you. All right, sorry. <laughs> Amazon Echo always causing problems. All right, so there we go. That's NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, Saturday night. Check it out. I think the pre-show starts at 7, and they give away, like, some awards, year-end awards, and then it starts at 8 on the WWE Network. If you get the WWE Network, check it out. All right, before we move on to... The main event of Sunday, the Royal Rumble. Um, they got a box, another box, uh, um, one of these uh, slam WWE slam crates. Um, I don't remember what the theme was. I know it said in the other one, and they teased uh, something. Um, I think there was a going to be a Sasha Banks statue or something, or like the figure action, not action figure, but. I don't know, whatever, the statue thing that they've been in the previous ones. Um, so, I think there's that, but I don't remember what the theme was supposed to be. Mm, to be honest, I don't think the themes really have anything to do with anything. Um, um, but, uh, they usually have a theme. Whatever it is. Alright, just pre-open this. Alright, take a picture for prosperity sake. And I did post the pictures of the last couple I think online so if you didn't see those um you can go check those out on the blog um let's see and it's kind of the way okay so we start off on the top is a um a shirt and it says protect protect the yard Unleash the big dog. So I guess you can kind of figure that's Roman Reigns. 
And it's got Roman Reigns uh, symbol on the back. And it's got like a silhouette of him like doing the Superman punch. And there's like some arrows shooting for some reason. Not really sure what that's about, but... Nah. Alright, I don't have a Roman Reigns shirt, so I guess that's okay. Alright, and we got the aforementioned um, Sasha Banks uh, statue, which for some reason has a bunch of writing all over it. Well, that's, I don't know what that's all about. Um, apparently this is WWE Slam Series 2, adult collectible, only not a toy. So this is the first one of the second series, I guess? Okay, sure, sure, why not? Alright, then they've got a um, Kurt Angle mug, it looks like. Um, open it up real quick. Yeah, it's a mug, and it says, <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> On one side, it says you suck. So there you go. Actually, that's all it says. It just says you suck. <laughs> I thought it was going to say something... Oh, on the bottom it says, oh, it's true. It's damn true. It's literally a mug that just says, you suck. Great. <laughs> That's fantastic. What is this, the Attitude Era? Come on. Come on, guys. I thought I was going to say, like, Kurt Angle or something. It just says, you suck. You know what? That'd be a good, um, Yiki Swap gift. Yeah, because on the front of it, it says, like, Kurt Angle. And what I thought it said. All right. But anyways... And then there is, inside we got a 2018 planner. That's like a calendar planner thing that just got the WWE logo on it. That's just a nice little planner. I mean, it does nothing to do with wrestling, but it's kind of cool. And then we got the continuing the pin series uh, of the um, of the, uh, the little pins that, have the, that are the championship titles. You got the NXT, the new NXT one, not the old NXT one, the newer NXT one. And then there's a little poster. And apparently the theme was it the theme was like a boss. So that explains the Sasha Banks one. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know, whatever. So there's a little poster. It explains what you get. You get the exclusive Roman Reigns authentic t-shirt, exclusive WWE Slams. Star Series 2 Sasha Banks Collectibles Theater uh, figure. The exclusive Kurt Angle coffee mug. The exclusive WWE Superstars 2018 planner. And the exclusive NXT Championship pin. And the poster has um, a Q&A with Bobby Roode. Um, and it's a poster of Daniel Bryan. So there you go. And on the back it says... Um, it's got a picture of Finn Balor, the demon Finn Balor, uh, you know, statue type thing. So I'm guessing, um, the adult collectible, as they're called, not a toy, uh, will be of the demon Finn Balor next month. And it says now entering, but it doesn't give a theme for this one. So I feel like it teased the theme last time. Actually, I feel like it teased the theme and kind of like silhouetted this so it didn't quite give it away it said like a boss on it now that i think oh there you go uh i mean the mug's kind of funny uh t-shirts all right it's Sasha banks thing the planner the pin there we go i'll take a picture and uh post it on the website on a blog at some point 
There we go. All right. Now let's move on to the Royal Rumble. So, like I said, with the Enzo thing, Enzo got fired. So they're not having the cruiserweight title match. There was supposed to be Cedric Alexander uh, going up against. Uh, excuse me. Um, going up against Enzo for the title. Obviously not happening. Um, no one really knows what's happening with the cruiserweight title. I guess they'll announce next week with the new manager. And um, there was also supposed to be a U.S. title, U.S. United States Championship match. There was supposed to be the finals of the U.S. Um, tournament, the U.S. Championship tournament, because uh, Dolph Ziggler just dropped the title and left the company, supposedly. I mean, story-wise, story story-wise. Um, so they had a tournament, and the finals were supposed to be at the Royal Rumble, but then they just kind of like, well, yeah, no, forget it. We're just going to do it on SmackDown, and then they did it last week. Bobby Roode won the title. Um, so that match isn't happening, which kind of begs the question as to what they're going to do for the um, pre-show. Since there's six matches announced, they might move one of these matches to the pre-show, but there's really not a lot of room to move any of these matches. I mean, they had two... There's two tag title matches. I guess they could move both to the pre-show, but if I had to take a guess, I'd say they're going to have a couple of uh, a couple of uh, qualifying matches for the Royal Rumble during the pre-show, which they haven't announced. But I would say one Raw, one SmackDown um, qualification matches. Um, but we'll see. Um, but before we get to the Royal Rumbles themselves, let's talk about the matches beforehand. Like I said, both tag title matches will be on the line, and then. The WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. So let's start with the SmackDown Tag Titles. It's two out of three falls with the Usos defending against Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. So basically what happened was Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin had a title match a few weeks ago on, on SmackDown. They won, but then the referee was like, well, actually, the wrong guy got pinned and blah, blah, blah. Let's restart the match. And then the Usos ultimately won the match and kept the titles. So they were like, well, we beat them once, and then they beat us, so let's have a two out of three falls match. So, there you go. And I do believe that Jade, Chad, Jade Gable, Chad Gable and uh, Shelton Benjamin will actually win the titles this time around. And, uh, yeah. So that's my prediction. Uh, I think they'll win two to three. I mean, two to three. Two out of the three. Two to one. I don't think they'll win two in a row. Which doesn't really normally happen, but sometimes it does. Alright, next up you have the Raw Tag Team Championships. Just a regular old tag match. Uh, we got Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan defending against Cesaro and Sheamus. Yep, Seth Jordan. Seth Jordan. Seth Jordan. That's a person, right? Uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Which, by the way, um, not this past week on Raw, but the week before... Seth Rollins was fighting Finn Balor and won with the curb stomp. They called it the blackout, which I guess was what it was called before it was called the curb stomp, and then was banned. And then a lot of people were were confused as to whether it was banned because it was called curb stomp or because the actual move itself. Well, now it's back, but it's called the blackout, which it was called before. So that's confusing. And you've only used it once so far on TV, apparently he did it on uh, Raw 25 after they went off the air. Um, oh yeah, he was also on both venues. I forgot to mention that. Um, but that was after they were off TV. So, um, so yeah. 
I think Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan are going to win this one. I think eventually they're going to lose. Uh, but I'll get to that in a minute because I'm going to do some quick predictions on some other things I think are going to happen. Um, but I think eventually they're going to lose the titles. I think. Which is going to set up a possible match in the future. Um, all right. What happened there? Yeah. All right. All right. Then next up we have the. Um, WWE Championship match, uh, AJ Styles defending in a handicap match against um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, this one's a tough one because it's a handicap match for the WWE Championship. So if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win, they haven't really totally explained this, but you know, based off what they've said. They'll be co-champions, and I guess that's what happened. I mean, they haven't really specifically explained how that would work. Not, it's not like it's not a triple threat, so it's not like whoever wins wins, and it's not. They haven't said like, oh, whoever gets the pin wins the title. They haven't explained it, so don't know, don't know. I I can't imagine that happening though. I feel like AJ is going to win somehow. I think. Daniel Bryan and and, um, and uh, Shane McMahon are getting involved somehow. I think somehow Styles is going to end up with the title. Alright, next up we have the uh, triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship. We have Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman defending against Braun Strowman and Kane. I mean, the rumors since probably last year when Brock Lesnar won the title have been... That Brock Lesnar will have the title until next WrestleMania and lose it to uh, Roman Reigns. That's been the rumor. There's nothing to say that that won't happen. There's nothing to point to any to Braun Strowman or Kane winning, especially not Kane. <laughs> Sorry, Kane, you're not winning. Um, but that probably means he's going to win. Um, Braun Strowman, I think, will eventually get it down the line. Uh, potentially Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, uh, uh, Braun Strowman next here at WrestleMania. Problem is they've already done Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman so many times it's tough to then turn around and do that. Uh, you know, even for like su- SummerSlam or something. But give it another year, have Braun Strowman win the Royal Rumble next year and go on to fight Roman Reigns for the championship? I could see that. Have Roman Reigns have it for a year. I mean, Lesnar's going to have it for a year because I don't think he's losing so I'm going to go with Lesnar. I mean, it's easier when you don't fight at every pay-per-view, I guess, to keep it as long as he has, just because people don't get bored of you, I suppose. I mean, it's a little annoying that he's not at every pay-per-view, but, you know, I get it. Um, okay, so now we get to the good stuff. The Royal Rumbles themselves. There are two Royal Rumbles this year, don't forget. There's a Women's Royal Rumble and the Men's Royal Rumble. Um, we'll start with the Women's Royal Rumble, the first one ever. Um, so, there are currently 18 participants announced nine well there were 19 but one page got hurt and his career might be over uh she injured her neck again and uh, she has to pull the royal rumble and there's lots of rumors that she may never wrestle again but those haven't really been confirmed uh just speculation at this point um and they probably will do all the tests and 
everything to finally like until they finally announce that to make sure that that's there's nothing else she can do or whatever. So the announced participants are Naomi, Oscar, Ruby Riot, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, Carmella, Tamina, Lana, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Dana Brooke, and Alicia Fox. Um, I have no idea how they're going to fill the rest of this out because those right now are the active wrestlers, the active women wrestlers on the roster. Uh, depending on how you feel about Nikki Bella, she's sort of kind of technically on the roster, but hasn't wrestled since last WrestleMania. Um, you know, Brie Bella retired sort of technically sort of, but then was just having a kid and then said she might come back. So, but she's not on the active roster regardless of that. Um, so, you know, to fill it out, there's lots of names you can pick from NXT, but even then it gets a little dicey. I mean, Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair aren't going to be in the match because they're the champs. Unless Carmella cashes in at, on Charlotte Flair like before the Women's Royal Rumble or something, and then she ends up in it, which could happen. Could happen. Because uh, it's weird that Carmella's in the Rumble but also has the briefcase. So that's that's weird because then if she wins, then she has two shots, I guess. I don't know. Weird. Um, but so, I mean, you got Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Nikki Cross, Ember Moon, Kari Zane, Shayna Baszler, uh, Lacey Evans, um... Aliyah, Bianca Blair, uh, Vanessa Bourne, and Tanara Conti, who I've never even heard of, but are on the actual NXT roster. Um, but then there's people like Rachel Evers, Tessa Blanchard. There was all the girls that were in the, uh, uh, the Mae Young Classic. Uh, Selena Vega is can wrestle. She hasn't. But then you got, you know, the Bellas could be in it, you know, then, but then where you go from there, you got people coming back, you could have, you know, Lita, although she wasn't on Raw 25, even though she was on the chair, so there might be some bad blood there, Trish Stratus, who was there the other night, Victoria, Jacqueline, Alundra Blaze, maybe, Ivory, uh, Stephanie McMahon, you know, I suppose that could happen, but, um, you know, um, she's actually supposed to be calling the match on commentary, so I don't think that's gonna happen but you never know she could be on commentary and jump into the ring it's happened before it can happen again um uh maria menudos has wrestled a number of times so they could have bring in some celebrities they could bring back people like karma um or you know tori wilson was on raw 25 and and you know whoever you know it, it's kelly kelly you know you know it's you know it's questionable i mean Santino Mar- Santina Morella could show up. James Ellsworth, who won, who sort of won the first ever many women's money in the bank match, could could get get involved. I, I could see that happening somehow, or either yeah, either of those could happen, I guess. But the biggest rumor and the biggest name that people are talking about is Ronda Rousey. Now, Ronda Rousey came out the other day, or today maybe, or maybe yesterday, and said, "Oh, she's going to be filming a movie in Colombia and won't be around, so she's not going to be in the room." That's that's easy enough to just say. There may not be any truth to that. That's just me, you know, you know, throwing people off. So it's more of a surprise. She did have dinner with um, Triple H like a week or so ago. So a lot of people were already, you know, saying, okay, that's it. It's a done deal. But who knows? Who knows? Um, 
The other little wrinkle in that, though, is um, Asuka. She's never lost. They even had the mixed max, max challenge thing with um, uh, the Miz the other night, and they won. If she loses the Royal Rumble, does that count as a loss? I mean, sort of, sort of. I mean, Goldberg never lost. He wasn't even in the World War Three or whatever. Um, technically, I mean, I'm watching some old nitros and stuff and and, and pay per views and whatever. And he was supposed to have a match with Steve McMichael, and then he was injured, and then he got injured. So he could say sort of lost by forfeit, but they never officially said that. So he's con- it was before they really started the whole streak thing. But regardless, I have a hard time because I feel like they were leading towards Nia Jackson and Alexa Bliss, but I have a hard time. I have a hard time going against Oscar on this. So I think Oscar is going to win. I just have a hard time going against it. All right. Um, And then in the men's Royal Rumble. Ah, I mean, is it, is it Roman Reigns? Is it that easy? But before we get to that, there are, um, there are 17 people that are confirmed. And when I say confirmed, that just means they've been announced. It doesn't necessarily mean they're actually going to be in it. There's been plenty of times where guys have been announced and they weren't in it. Um, so that means there's 13 slots open. There's a bunch of guys that have technically haven't been announced, but it's like Roman Reigns is going to be the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. He just is. <laughs> He's nothing else going on. He's not, not going to be the Royal Rumble, but he isn't officially announced. So the guys that have officially announced as of today are Elias, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, John Cena, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Rusev, Aiden English, Titus O'Neil, Apollo Crews, them is Ty Dillinger, Xavier Woods, Big E, and Kofi Kingston. Now, who they fill the rest out with? I mean, I would guess Gander to say, I would Gander to say there'll be a couple of random guys and maybe some surprises. Who knows? But I mean, you got Seth Rollins, Ran- Roman Reigns, Jason Jordan, Sheamus Cesaro. Even though those guys are already in a match, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Mojo Rawley, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, Gold Dust. I mean, any of the guys that are in the title matches, if they don't win, Braun Strowman, Kane, Lesnar, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, same thing, they could be in it. I mean, you got Ziggler, who could return, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, they they could all be in there. I mean, then you got other guys like Fandango, um, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, who I know are in another match, but he's a good be in the Usos, Tyler Breeze, Dash Dawson, any of the Cruiserweights, any of the UK guys. Any of the NXT guys, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Victor Connor, Rhino, Heath Slater. I mean, the list goes on. It could be any of these people. Big Show, Mark Henry could easily be in there. I mean, though, Mark Henry is basically said he's retired. Big Show might still be injured and basically is retired. Um, R-Truth, I guess, is injured but could be back. But then the the mystery guys, the mystery guys and big surprises, you know, that are rumored out there and all those names... I mean, The Undertaker, we saw him at Raw 25, he could be in there. You know, his his vague, his vague, you know, uh, announcement or whatever. Daniel Bryan has been rumored. I mean, who knows? If he got cleared, we wouldn't know about it probably. That would be a surprise. Sting, even though he's supposed to be retired, is rumored that he might want to come back. Chris Jericho, obviously, that's gonna that's a name that always gets thrown around. But he has a Fozzie show in Paris the same night, so I really don't think that's happening. 
Goldberg, he's going to the Hall of Fame, but maybe. I mean, they're in Philadelphia, so Tommy Dreamer, the Dudleys we just saw, uh, Sabu, Shanman, you know, any of those ECW guys, Raven, um, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio is a name that's been out there. Kenny Omega, probably not. He's, for all intents and purposes, for what everyone knows, he's still under contract with uh, New Japan. Cody, as far as I know, he's not signed anywhere. He might be with the Ring of Honor, but it's confusing. Uh, Neville is still out there as a possible guy. Um, no one really knows what his situation is. Lance Storm, another ECW guy. Shawn Michaels is always a possibility. I doubt it, but you never know. Kevin Nash, I guess, is injured, so probably not, even though he's been in a few before. Um, um, what? Who else? Um, Jim Duggan always, you know, he won the first one, so he could be in it. Uh, Doink the Clown, you never know. Uh, DDP, he's been in a few. Batista could always show up. X-Pac, Road Dog, Jimmy, Billy Gunn, we saw those guys the other night. Rikishi, Sergeant Slaughter. Um, but then some of the other guys that are just signed, like Ricochet, uh, War Machine, um, um, have just signed. They could be in it. MVP was on Raw the other night. Bobby Lashley and EC3 have both left TNA. Those guys could be show up. And then probably the most ridiculous one, but I've heard the rumors, Conor McGregor. No one really knows what his deal is with UFC. There's been rumors he's going to show up in WWE for a long time, similar to Ronda Rousey. So you never know. But ultimately, Shinsuke Nakamura and and or Roman Reigns are kind of like the, you know, the big, the big names, the realistic names to win. And ultimately, I just I have a hard time believing they're going to do Roman Reigns again in Philadelphia after he got booed out of the building last time. But maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. And Shinsuke Nakamura just doesn't quite have the appeal right now that he should or could. If he wins the Rumble, maybe that helps. But I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Roman Reigns. That's not what I want, but that's my prediction. So I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns. It seems a little obvious. And all right, I was going to do um, some predictions for what I thought the WrestleMania card will be, but you know, it's still too early to tell. I mean, I think Cena Undertaker might still happen. No one seems to know exactly. Uh, you know, Reigns Lesnar seems pretty much a lock. I mean, Jason Jordan Seth Rollins I think will happen. I mean, Angle and Angle and Triple H could still happen, but then where does Shane McMahon fit in? Where does Braun Strowman fit in? There's just so much to go over. I, I don't know. I think Elias Sampson will win the Battle Royal, though, if I had to prediction, had to make a, one major prediction. That's just my guess. I don't know. Um, all right, but before we go, of course, there's one more thing to make a prediction on. I know this is a long episode. I apologize. I just so much to talk about. Um, the Super Bowl, of course, Super Bowl 52, the New England Patriots taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in a rematch of 39. Um, what's going to happen? Who's going to win? I mean, I can't go against the Patriots. I mean, Nick Foles, okay, he had a couple of good games, but you're Nick Foles. Like, I just have a hard time believing that Nick Foles is going to beat the Patriots. 
I mean, if Philadelphia wins, it's going to be their defense beating the Patriots. I don't think it's going to be Nick Foles. But I just, I, I mean, same thing with Blake Bortles. I mean, I, don't, I know they gave him a good game, and I think it's going to be a close game. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to blow him out or anything, but I just can't see Tom Brady and the Patriots losing to Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think Tom Brady's going to win another MVP if the Patriots win. Um, and I'm going to go... I'm going to say... 27 to 23. Yep. 27-23. I think the Philadelphia will have the ball with under two minutes and a chance, but the Patriots will make a defensive stop like they did uh, this past weekend and are going to win. 27-23. That's my prediction. New England Patriots. Um, Yeah. And they're going to win their sixth championship and tie the Steelers for the most ever. Tom Brady will get his sixth ring. I don't know. There we go. That's my prediction. There we go. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. I know this is a long one, but hopefully you stuck it out and uh, stayed with me until the end. Um, So enjoy all the things this weekend. UFC, NXT TakeOver, the All-Star Game, the Pro Bowl, and, of course, the Royal Rumble, and then the Super Bowl coming up in a week from Sunday now I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. I don't know if I'll be doing another one before I start the start the uh, movie movie list. There's gonna be a lot of episodes for the movie list though, because the way all the movies I've been watching, so that might be like a month event at this point. Uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there. It should be fun. Um, if of course, as always, uh, check out the blog razorvader.blogspot.com. I will post the picture of what I got in the in the loot crate. Um, slam crate. Um, also check out me on Twitter at Razor Vader. Of course, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You know the deal. Um, all that fun stuff and review. Give me a review, five stars, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And I will talk to you uh, soon when the Patriots are the Super Bowl champions, and we'll discuss more about WrestleMania and all the things coming up and all the movies that I've watched, and all that fun stuff, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.